Yo, what's going on, people? Thanks for tuning into the Grateful Yardy Podcast. It's your boy Drew talking the things about professional wrestling on the ends. As usual, you can always find us on Facebook.com slash the Grateful Yardy. And Grateful is spelled G-R, the number 8-F-U-L. You can always hit me up on Instagram. That is Mr. M-R underscore S-P-E-C-Y-A-L. And if you want to go old school and hit me up with an email, that is M-R-S-P-E-C-Y-A-L altogether at gmail.com. And on this episode, me and my special guest, which I will be introducing very shortly, will be discussing the 2021 Royal Rumble event, the final event on the WWE Network that was brought to you by the WWE. We know starting at Fastlane in the United States that Peacock, NBC Universal streaming um, site, will be carrying the WWE going forward. But before I introduce my guests and before we discuss and dive into the Royal Rumble, I'm going to tell you what you should be watching in the world of professional wrestling this week. And that will be number one is that the match for you to watch this week is from New Japan Pro Wrestling's new beginning show in Nakoya, Japan. It's for the open weight title and it goes Shingo Tagagi is the champion going in against the ace himself, Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's the match you should watch. And some other news, as I'm recording this, this is Monday afternoon. So over in Japan, uh, Jay, uh, uh, let me get his name right. Jay White appeared at the New Beginning show in Corgan Hall in Tokyo, and he attacked Ishii. And this was Jay White's first appearance since his loss at Wrestle Kingdom to the double champ, Kota Ibushi. So without further ado... Let's me bring in our special guest. Here goes. It's the one, the only, the only sock puppet I know that could come and grace this podcast because he has extensive knowledge on the world of professional wrestling. It's your boy. Juan the Puppet. What's up, Juan? How is it going? Where Andrew, Drew, I am grateful to be back on the Grateful Yardy podcast. I am so excited. I got all my snacks together. I actually sat down first time in a very long time to watch professional wrestling. And I am a big fan of the Royal Rumble. It's my favorite event of the year. So let's dive into it. Okay? Okay. So Juan, we're we're gonna start with the pre-show, and the pre-show had the women's tag team match, which was Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler going up against the champs Charlotte and Oscar. And the match was the match, but there was a distraction by Ric Flair and Lacey Evans, which kind of caused Shayna not gave Shayna and Nia the win for them to become the new. Tag team champions. Are you a fan of this one? Is this, are you okay with this? Listen to me. 
I am not a fan of Nia Jax whatsoever. I think she is garbage. I do not like her outfit. I don't like her wrestling style. She is boring. If they need a big, a bigger girl to be a monster in WWE, you have so many others. If they want somebody that looks like Nia, you could go to NXT UK and 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 watch um, Piper Nevin. She is one that you could actually can actually wrestle compared to Nia Jax. Nia Jax has gotten chance after chance after chance, and she has not improved. She looks the same. Uh, the whole Lacey thing and Lacey taking advantage of Ric Flair to get a comeuppance. I'm okay for it, but it's kind of the story already been told so many times. And it's kind of portraying Ric Flair as a creepy old man, like Charlotte said on Raw last week. Yeah, I don't really watch all the time, but I tune in before the Royal Rumble. That's why I know a little bit of the stuff going on. Okay. My take on it, Juan, is this. I agree with you when you say that Nia Jax is is boring. They they have made Shayna Baszler look like garbage booking-wise. This woman was a killer down in NXT, and now she's just another one of the women on the roster. Um... They had to get the titles off of Charlotte and Asuka. And this was the only way they could do it. So it was fine. And I'm glad that it was on the pre-show. All right. Going into the pay-per-view portion of the of the Royal Rumble. Let's go to our notes here. Let's go to our notes. So match number one of the show which I was glad they started to show off like this. Were you glad that they started to show off like this one? Yes, I was I was very, very happy they started to, to show off like this. The first match was Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Key point, I'm liking Goldberg's um, MMA style shorts. He's an older gentleman. So him coming out with black tights and black boots is kind of passe. All for the MMA style shorts. It has his logo on on the on the one leg and the logo on the back. Cool shorts. What do you think, Juan? I wasn't really watching for the man's shorts. I just think it's Goldberg and he's old, and I don't really want to see him. There's so many other guys they could use in this spot, but they chose Goldberg, so I'm bearing with it. Um. So. Goldberg. Or or Drew attacks Goldberg before the match starts. Headbutts him and hits him with a spear. They go outside of the ring. Goldberg spears Drew through the barricade. The And then we get into the ring. Another thing that I noticed that we, we focused a lot of close upon things. So it feels like this match and this event per se was pre-taped. It wasn't... Live as we we come to know WWE stuff to be. I think it was a lot of pre-tape stuff. So there was a lot of tight shots and a lot of tight things. Did did you see this one? I did, but I it it wasn't a bother to me because to be honest with you, I have no problem with them taping a lot of programming because they're in the Thunderdome. They're not in front of live crowd, so it gives them time to tape the show and then put it out there. And they could go through and edit and all that kind of great chat. So no problem with the tape aspect. It would have been cool if it was it looked live, but it is what it is. So then the ref asked Drew after that whole plunder to start the match, do you want to, can you go, can you go, can you go? 
And Drew says, I can go. Um, ring the damn bell, Drew says. They go at it. Drew comes forward, gets kicked. Then Drew hits a finisher for a two count, which is the Claymore. Drew then misses another shot at the Claymore. Goldberg spears him for a two count. Then Goldberg says, I'm taking him up for the jackhammer. Jackhammer didn't look too great. Drew kicks out at two. Oh, he's the only one of the only men to kick out of the out of out of the jackhammer. Drew sets up for another finisher, which is the Claymore, and wins the match in about two and a half minutes. Um, no problem with the match on my end. I I I'm glad that Drew continues to hold the WWE title. He has looked like a star since he's won the title, or since he won the Royal Rumble in 2020. He's been the consummate star on Raw. Um, had no problem with Goldberg being in the match. Could have been somebody else, but kept it short and sweet with Goldberg. And at the end of the match, Goldberg gets up and says, "You deserve it." And Goldberg shows his respect for Drew. And moves on. So Juan, what do you think? To be honest with you, I'm never I I'm not a fan of Goldberg, especially at 55 years old. We do not need to see him. Even though he put Drew over. Even though he put Drew over grateful. I have to say, Drew could have been in there with anybody else. You have a great wrestler sitting on, on the desk every Monday named Samoa Joe. He could have went in there and gave you 15, 20 minutes of great match with Samoa Joe. And that would have been amazing to me compared to Goldberg. But it is what it is. But I'm glad that Drew continues to hold the WWE Championship going into Fastlane and hopefully WrestleMania. All right. Match number two was Charlotte, not Charlotte, Carmella. And Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. The match was very entertaining. I think it went about 10 minutes long. They have great... These two have great chemistry in the ring. It looks it looks believable what they do. Uh, Reginald Ad just hits touch with his flipping and all that crazy stuff that he does. Sasha wins. Keeps the belt. You could go into Fastlane with this match again. And then Carmella could could lose. It, it doesn't matter. But it it's... I think that Sasha should be in the main event picture coming into WrestleMania. I like her character. I like all the stuff that they're doing with her winning the title, especially when she broke away from Bailey and she having a great babyface run. But maybe my mindset will change with who wins the Women's Royal Rumble. No spoiler here yet. Juan, what's your take? Yeah, I I agree with you totally. They're they're grateful. I I also see that the um the two the match, um they do have great chemistry in the ring. But I don't want to see the match again. I I I rather see Reginald try for the, for be uh actual character and actually be in the ring because he looks amazing at what he does. I saw him on Friday Night SmackDown against um Sasha in that match, and wow, he the stuff he was doing was amazing. So I would want to see Reginald as a full-time wrestler somewhere, if it's not Raw or SmackDown, maybe even an NXT or something, or NXT UK, wherever he is, I want to see him. He is amazing in the ring. I don't know if he speaks well, but he adds something to um, Carmella's character, which is great. But no problem with the match and no problem with who went over. All right. Then in backstage segment, we have New Day and Sammy. Cool, cool thing with with the new day. New day had um, rest in peace, Brody Lee on their on their um, 
their trunks and their attire, which was amazing. Kudos to them for shooting out um, or shouting out Brody Lee in the WWE setting. I was okay with that. I, I just didn't like them browbasting or making it look so juvenile with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is complaining all the time that they stole his title, Ray, 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 Ray. And then Kofi says, Where, if if one of us win the Royal Rumble, we all win the Royal Rumble. No, I, the, the, I'm not a fan of these backstage segments because it doesn't bring us anywhere. So it was like, yeah, it's okay. It was there to place hold. What do you think, Drew? I totally agree with you on that one there, um... To an extent, I agree with you, Juan. To an extent, uh, I'm 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 all for them dissing Sammy, but you could do it in a more non-condescending, non-putting down, non-bullying type of way. You know, he could go. They could have said, "Hey, Sammy, we all in the Royal or Kofi's not in the Royal Rumble, but Xavier Woods and Big E are in the Royal Rumble. Then prove yourself. Maybe try to win the Royal Rumble." To prove that you, you don't have to whine and carry on to actually be in contention for Big E's Intercontinental title. But I think that's the program going forward is Big E and Sammy with a hint of Apollo Crews and maybe a hint of Cesaro, uh, maybe a hint of Daniel Bryan. It, it's all over the place, the IC title picture. We don't know who's a top contender, but I like the story going forward with Sami Zayn and Big E and the New Day. But... Kudos to them with the Brody Lee shout out. Then Bad Bunny performed. I don't care for Bad Bunny. I don't really know many of his songs, to be honest with you. So at this point, that's when I went and took a bathroom, kitchen, smoke, whatever type of break. That To me, that's when you take your break. Walk around, get your legs moving so you can come back and watch, which happened to be the women's Royal Rumble match. Bailey enters number one. Naomi enters number two, and they go at it. And number three was my pick. One, who did you pick to win the Royal, Women's Royal Rumble? I went with um, Rhea Ripley. I really like Rhea Ripley. I'm I'm into the metal punk, the metal music, and I like her presentation. And she looks cool to me. And she looks she's very big and strong. And I I picked her to to win the Royal Rumble. So that was my pick. That was my my like. Sleeper pick. Bianca was my number one pick. I uh, well for me, Drew. My sleeper pick was Naomi. Naomi. She hasn't been on TV for a long time. One. I know, but she's very athletic, and I like her her Afro puff, and she's really cool with her entrance. So I picked her. Well, okay, to each his own. So, as I said, Bailey was number one. Um, Naomi was number two after a long. Absence, we haven't seen her on Raw for a long time, so she was number two. Um, Bianca comes out at number three, like Ric Flair in 92. Billy Kay was number four, but she didn't enter the ring right away. What do you think about that one? I don't really like Billy Kay because this whole campaigning to be some be a tag team with somebody because they broke up the iconics, I think it's stupid. If you if you're no longer part of tag team, then you should just be able to go and and um do your own thing. Be a be a 
be a singles wrestler. And another thing, I'm going to go on a quick rant here. The thing I don't like, especially in WWE, is when they break up tag teams, tag teams always have to fight each other or beat up each other. Why can't we just be on separate plays? We, we are team, yes, but I want to try for, for singles glory. Like, so I should be, and I should be, my partner should be supporting me. That's all I'm saying. One, you're absolutely right. I agree with that one too. Um, then Shotzi comes out in the tank at number six. Shayna seven. She attacks Billy before entering the ring. Shotzi was eliminated first. Number eight was a blast from the past from Jillian Hall singing on the ring. And then she teams up with with Billy Kay and they become Jilly and Billy and they are an alliance in the Royal Rumble match. And we all know, Wands, what's the saying of the Royal Rumble? Every man or woman for themselves. Okay. Um, surprise uh, surprise entrant at number 10 was Victoria. Feel the glow and Bianca in a cool spot. Used their hair to not be eliminated. Like your pick, Juan, Rhea Ripley looked amazing throughout the match. Then Lana returns late. I'm not going through the whole match. But R- Lana returns late in, in the match. Alexa Bliss shows up. Hit one. You've tuned into Raw from time to time. Yes. Are you a fan of the whole Fiend and um, Alexa Bliss thing? I can't stand it. I think it's stupid. But you can't have a supernatural being in professional wrestling. It just has to work in the confines of professional wrestling. Totally agree with that. Um... So Lana returns, she gets in the ring, then Alexa Bliss comes out at um, 27, but the supernatural stuff was left to a minimum. She came in, the lights went out, they all ganged up on her and eliminated her. So that kind of quashed the whole supernatural thing. Was that cool for you, Ron? 100% cool. I, I'm a fan of supernatural stuff, but it has to fit. And this whole fiend thing and burning and fire and all that stuff is not fitting in the storyline. Sometimes you have to kill the storyline. And I think this is a time where you just quash the storyline. Or you make Alexa Bliss is like the fiend. That's, that's all you can do going forward. Um, at 29, Nia Jax comes out. As usual, me one, you're with me on this one. You're not a fan of Nia Jax, like we said at the top of the of the program. No, I'm not a fan of her. She needs to go away. She has X Pac heat to me. Oh, X Pac heat. Wow. Um, her and her tag team part. Um, Shayna Baszler was not eliminated at this point, so they go back in together. They eliminate Naomi, and Naomi was in the ring coming in at number two for 48 minutes. One at the so at this point she didn't tie or beat um Natty's record, but she was in there for a long time. I see that I look at it like Naomi was built up. She looks like a credible contender for the Raw Women's Championship going forward because of her performance in the Royal Rumble. You don't sometimes need to win the Royal Rumble to actually have a decent performance that can put you over with fans, and I think. We're in the in the pandemic ember. It is hard to actually gauge who is over, who is not over, because we don't have the fan interaction. I, I, I'm before before we you continue. I want to say this: if Roman Reigns was this tribal chief with fans, he would be cheered. Without the fans, they're determining that he's a bad guy, and I'm all for it. So they they've learned to adjust. With the pandemic on the fly. So Naomi doing great. Being in there for 48 minutes. Even though she was my pick. It makes her look strong going forward. Um, Naya and Shayna go 
And then Nia eliminates Shayna. Lana eliminates Nia. Then the tag champs go in or go up and beat up Natty. And she was number 30 because she won a match on backstage the night before against Tamina to be number 30. Um, the refs tell the tag women's tag champs to leave. And then they throw Natty in by force. Then fast forward. The final three are Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca. Charlotte is eliminated by both Rhea and Bianca after 33 minutes. Rhea tries to eliminate Bianca at a cool spot that they were like, yo, let's chill. Let's chill. You, we both go in at the same time and we go all over again. Then Rhea and, and Bianca um, back and forth with their finisher attempts. Then a clothesline Bianca and Bianca Belair wins the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble, setting the record, being in the ring for 58 minutes. Then Bianca cuts a heartfelt promo. And also the cool thing, I don't know if you saw this one, but yeah, uh, uh, it was that Bianca Belair was in the back and her husband is Montez Ford of, um, I'm about to say private party, but that's not the group. The name will come to me. What, um... They so her husband Montez Ford was in the back, and you can clearly see on WWE social media that um, Bianca and and her husband were in braces, and she was legit crying. So that showed the legit joy that she had winning the Royal Rumble, and that she said that her mom and dad would be proud of her, and she's bringing the strongest, the bestest, all the the EST to WrestleMania. So. Kudos, and I picked right, and I should have put my money down on Vegas. I would have made some money, but I didn't want. Did you put any money down on your prediction? No, I I don't like to lose money. Money is very important to me. You know, socks, uh, as a sock puppet, we get holes, and, you know, I, I want to be able to buy more of socks so I'm able to be here and be a part of the show. That That's true, one. I, I totally get that. But your what was your takeaway from, from this match? My takeaway was Naomi's performance. I didn't like the Nia and Shayna stuff. I think that was Pyuk. Lana coming back was cool. The the surprises of Victoria and Jillian Hall and Tori Wilson is always cool. Would have been cool to see like a Trish Stratus in there or a Jacqueline or one of those type of uh, or a Lida, which is cool. Those that would have been cool, but they had enough. Even with the NXT representatives of Shotzi, Blackheart, and 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 um, Rhea Ripley, it was really cool that the the final two were two young people in the Women's Royal Rumble, and I really enjoyed that. So, and there's a lot of ways they could go to book Bianca, but I think we'll talk about that when we wrap everything up. Correct? Yeah, one we will. Then we have a segment which I'm like, why? This, you know how you one you have um. Backstage heat with um, Bianca Bell, uh, not Bianca Biller, with um, Shayna and Nia. My backstage or my X Pac heat is with Miz and Morrison, and I really think Morrison should turn on Miz and go off and be a singles wrestler. He does not need Miz. Miz has that heat. Get off my TV, and it's not because of his reality show or any other things in the compi- in the confines of the WWE universe. I just want him gone. I uh, he. he, he it's not even annoying heel anymore. It's just they put him in, they book him in stupid stuff. 
So there's a backstage segment with Bad Bunny, Miz and Morrison. And then because Bad Bunny has a song called Booker T, Booker T shows up and Booker T says, I can't believe you said that. He goes into the locker room. Bad Bunny wishes them good luck in the Royal Rumble. Stupid segment. What do you think, Juan? Uh, yeah, the segment wasn't needed, but I understand you pay big um, Bad Bunny a bunch of money to come to Royal Rumble. So you have to use him and get your money's worth. So that's why he was in a segment like that. Okay. Then Peter Rosenberg wins the 24-7 championship from Truth. Juan, what's your take on the on the 24-7 title? I think it's stupid. I think it needs to go away. I think it, it it's not worth anything. It's just Truth being stupid. Maybe Truth should just be on, on Raw Talk and maybe put just keep him on Raw Talk. He doesn't even need to be an active wrestler anymore. I think... The 24-7 belt in him, it's, it's funny at times, but now the funniness has worn off and it just become annoying. Couldn't say it better than myself. Then we have Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in the last man standing for your Universal Championship. Very intense match. There was a cool spot where Roman is driving uh, uh, one of those carts and runs over um, or runs into Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is thrown it from the point where he was a few weeks ago on SmackDown. He was thrown into tables for a near spot there. Comes down to it that Roman puts him in a guillotine choke and wins the title or retains his title. Juan, are you okay with this finish? I really wanted to see Kevin Owens win because Kevin Owens has been fighting through uphill battle with Roman Reigns and the bloodline and and all that stuff. So I wanted to see him win. But I had no problem with the plunder of the match. I had no problem with any of it. It was a very intense match. It looked like a last man standing match. They went everywhere in the Thunderdome. It was pretty cool. Um. So I give it... I, I would give it... A four out of five if it was me. But I have no problem with Roman going over. Yeah, same here. I don't have any problem with Roman going over. But at Fastlane, they have to do something. Because I don't think the winner of the Royal Rumble, no spoiler again, is going to challenge for the Universal title. I think he's going to challenge for the WWE title. So Roman is going to need somebody to face at Mania. And it has to be somebody of high quality. It's not going to be The Fiend. It, it it's not and Daniel Bryan could be somebody Shinsuke could be somebody you could move AJ back to SmackDown which could be somebody or you set up an elimination chamber with the winner of that being able to challenge for the universal belt that's just my take on it all right then we go into the main event of the evening which is the men's Royal Rumble match Edge is number one, and only four men at this point in time have won the Royal Rumble from that coveted number one spot. It's not coveted. You don't ever want to be number one because if you're planning on winning it, you might have to go 60 minutes. Number two, which we heard on backstage, was Randy Orton, and I feel like that was stupid. That should have been a surprise. We shouldn't have been telling us in advance who was going to be one, who was going to be two. They could have kept the the... The us guessing coming out of this music hits. It's Edge number one. It's Orton number two, and they go at it. Um, some cool surprises like Carlito showed up. 
We have Damien Priest. And then Bad Bunny shows up and takes out Miz and Morrison. Another surprise was Kevin uh, Kane and him and Brian hug it out. The Hurricane comes out and was eliminated by uh, Biggie and Lashley. Another surprise was Christian and he sees Edge and they hug. So the final four ends up being, or the final couple of guys was Edge, Christian, Seth Rollins. Um, the returning Braun Strowman was there. Um, but before that, Edge and Christian team up, double team Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins returned at 29. Braun was 30. He had three eliminations, a double spear by Edge and Christian. The final four, let me get it right. The final four was Braun, Seth, and Edge and Christian. Seth makes a grand gesture. We're the future. Braun, we're the future. They're the past. We, you should... You, team with me, we have to eliminate them. They don't need this. We need it. This is our generation, in a way, saying that the old guard does not need to win the Royal Rumble. One, do you have a problem with two old guards, one being a Hall of Famer, was in the Final Four? No, because remember last year when Edge came out and he got the huge pop by that crowd at Minute Maid Park? Um... I had no problem with it. And I had no problem that his tag partner, Christian, his brother, Christian, was in the match. It was good to see them. And the final four where you have a guy that main evented WrestleMania and had the biggest heist in WrestleMania history by cashing in his money in the bank at WrestleMania against Brock and, and um, Roman Reigns was cool. And Braun Strowman has to reinsert himself in the main event picture. So th there was no problem with any of those four men in the final four. And it's very believable that... Three other four of them could win. And you had the underdog of Christian being something where maybe he could win, maybe he couldn't. Okay. So then after that speech by Seth, Braun slams Seth. Braun is beating up that bejeebus, the holy bottom out of um, Edge and Christian. Then Braun tries to eliminate Edge. Christian gets from behind and Edge holds on to Braun and Edge or Christian and Braun are eliminated. Then Seth tries to go for a curb start to eliminate Edge, and then Edge gets the upper hand and throws Christian out or throws Seth out. Then we think the match is over because we don't see anybody else. But all of a sudden, that sneaky Viper named Randy Orton comes in and hits Edge with a RKO and then tries to eliminate Edge. Edge reverses it and throws Randy over the top rope. And there you go. Edge is the winner, being the number one entrant in the Royal Rumble. He wins. He lasts about almost 60 minutes to win his second Royal Rumble to the day that he won his first. So, Juan, that sequence, what do you think? To me, everything went down perfectly smooth. It was cool because we, we did see that Randy Orton kind of faked that he had an ankle injury. So that played him up that he didn't eliminate himself and gave himself a chance to win the Royal Rumble by doing that sneaky, sneaky move. Also, it continues his story with Edge. So they have another match down the road. And maybe it's something where Edge puts up his um his his Royal Rumble win against Randy Orton at fast lane and and that's something that could be cool coming out of it um also i don't have a problem with seth and braun and all those guys being in it and a lot of people will dog if 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 edge was like goldberg winning the royal rumble or um batista winning the royal rumble they would kind of pardon my friends but they would shit on it 
But there's no need to, to, to crap on that kind of stuff, you know? And to be honest with you, I, I don't see it as it was smart booking because you told the story where this guy came back after 10 years. He came back last year. He gave it a gallant effort. He came and wrestled in what you called the greatest match of all time. And he got injured. And then he fought his way back to be a part of the Royal Rumble to regain what he, lo- what he lost due to injury. So great storytelling by them to draw on the past. So no problem with me with Edge winning the Royal Rumble match. All right. So here's my take for the whole show. It was a decent show. It wasn't like a spectacular show. It wasn't like a, oh my God, you got to watch the show. There, was, there, wasn't, there wasn't matches on there where I'm going to say, please tune into it. You're going to see a five-star classic. None of, none of those things were on it. But it was a decent show. It set the road up to WrestleMania pretty well. Um, the two people that won the Royal Rumble were well-deserving of winning the Royal Rumble. We have many ways we can go going forward. Um, so, Juan, what do you think with the tag women's tag belt? Where do you where do you think they're going? Let's let's put on our our um, fantasy booking hat quickly here. And and coming out of the show, what do, what do you see um, them going forward with the women's tag belt? Well, I see it looks like it could be Nia and Shayna versus Lana and Natty with Natty trying to reconcile with Lana on that end. Um, Sasha and Char- and Carmella should go again at Fastlane. I'm all for that match. Um, Charlotte has to face Lacey Evans to get some type of revenge on her father because I think something is going to happen where Lacey throws her shows her through colors, but but Rick doesn't see it. And um, on on the on the guy side, Drew, what I what I think. I, which scares me, and I'm, I'm never a fan of three ways at WrestleMania or four ways at WrestleMania. I think the title matches should be one-on-one, and I think they're going to try to throw Randy Orton into it because if Randy Orton is finished with the Fiend stuff, which I don't think he is, but I think it's going to be Edge and Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Maybe night, that's night one, and night two you get like Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns on night two. Remember, because WrestleMania is two nights, correct? Yes, it is. It's two nights this this year down in Tampa with fans. So they got to book these two shows or two nights for you to actually be like, well, I'm going to want to check out both nights or I'm going to check out one night and we'll see what happens there. Um, With the Fiend stuff, it has to be done in a way that is not only believable, but it doesn't make the rest of the cast look or the rest of the the yeah, cast look hokey. And that's what they've been doing. Anybody that gets entangled with the Fiend stuff looks hokey and crazy and stupid. And that's the thing I don't like. Um, I think if you want to go even further and book what WrestleMania could be with the Edge and Orton, or uh, Edge and Orton, Edge and Drew McIntyre thing, I think Drew goes over Edge and... That's another legend he takes down. Or you have Edge win the title and then he can face Randy Orton down the road at a SummerSlam or whatever. Because remember, the Peacock deal doesn't predicate them on making great or, or on ratings anymore, to be honest with you. Because remember, in the, in the Attitude Era, it was for you and I, Juan, to spend our 35 or our 40 or 50 or $60 to pay-per-view to buy WrestleMania. Now, if I'm in the States, I can get 
all the stuff like 50, all the episodes of Friends and the WWE for minimum four dollars. And if I don't want any ads, I put an extra five dollars on it, and I get no ads. So yeah, you, you're right, Drew, because the booking doesn't. To me, the booking doesn't have to be very, very um, smart anymore. The booking. It's not even forcing you to watch the pay-per-view. The booking is not even for ratings. I think now WWE has become more of a content-driven company. And I think, here's my spoiler alert. I think that it's setting up for WWE to be bought by somebody in the next couple of years. I think after the SmackDown deal is up, maybe a, uh, NBC Universal pops in and buys the whole darn thing from away from Vince and, and puts Steph, or puts Triple H as like its president to run the WWE. That's just my thought. Like what they did with, with UFC. All right, Juan, I would like to thank you for joining me on this episode of the podcast. I hope I could have you back again. Maybe you come back and we discuss... WrestleMania. How about that? That's my invitation to you, Juan. What do you think? Yes, Drew, I will be back. I want to come back for WrestleMania. I will, I will try to keep very abreast to what is going on in the world of professional wrestling. I also like to say to all those who listen to the Grateful Yardy podcast, thank you very much. Drew does an amazing job at what he does and, and keep us all in, in check and in line to listen to all the great um, stuff and all the great things to watch because I now started watching the New Japan stuff and I think it's very, very amazing. And, you know, wrestling has to evolve and change. And, and Drew, kudos to you for showing a lot of people that may not know things outside of, of North American wrestling to some new cool stuff in Japan and other places around the world. So I will be back. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. And big ups to you at what you do. All right. Thanks, Juan. Until next time. So, folks, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Grateful Yardy. It probably went a little long for y'all. So I hope you enjoy it. Until next time, folks, I bid you adieu. Goodbye. Good afternoon. Good morning. God bless and remain grateful. <laughs>